Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP. This is episode 400. Congratulations to all of our listeners. We've made it to 400 episodes with probably another 75 additional private episodes on the Patreon. And boy, are we excited to still be afloat and in your life. Uh, as always, this is Dave Neal. And joined with me this episode, like every week, is Tasha Courtney. And our guest is Joe Welke. He's been on the podcast in the past. He is the host of the Dating is Hard podcast. And we talk, uh, you know, a lot about about the current uh, world of dating during times of COVID. We talk about a lot of, you know, pop culture stuff in this episode. Nothing too crazy. Uh, as you'll see, this uh, whole month we've been doing a rooftop episodes on the um, at the Worldwide uh, SAP Studio headquarters. We've moved to the roof, baby. As you guys know, if you've been following along, um, the last year we worked really hard to renovate our studio, get studio lighting. Uh, we just sanded down the table, refinished it, painted the walls, and then COVID breaks out. And after three months of socially distancing, we said, you know what? We need to open back up and have interviews on with our guests. It's part of our livelihood. You guys enjoyed and we have new guests on. And uh, so we moved up to the roof. We ran an electrical cord out the window up to the top floor. And with the uh, Roadcaster Pro, we're able to capture pretty good audio, even when uh, there's a parade happening and helicopters overhead, which you might hear. Uh, but anyway, we appreciate all of your support uh, during strange times. And we're staying healthy. We're trying to stay positive, And we're trying to get through this. And uh, we appreciate you guys sticking on board. If you want to donate uh, and uh, contribute at all to the private episodes, uh, go to patreon.com slash the sap, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash T-H-E-S-A-P. And it adds up. Every donation adds up. We're up to, you know, it's an extra couple hundred bucks a month. I'll tell you what, unemployment ran out this week. I don't know what's going on, but we appreciate the uh, dozens of people that are on the Patreon. It really makes a difference and it helps us be a little less attached to the side income and more invested in providing you guys good interviews. We've got a couple great episodes coming up. We do really have a lot um, in the uh, in the chamber here. Uh, we've got people, uh, I think now that we've been posting the rooftop episodes on our social media, I think a lot of comics want to be uh, a part of it. You know, I, I went on amazon.com and bought like uh, headphone extensions and cord extensions so we can have our guest at a safe distance. It's kind of a genius set up to the problems. And I guess the um, moral to the story is don't let uh, the virus define you. Find ways to work around uh, the restrictions that we have and uh, keep sharing that love. And that's what we're trying to do. So uh, congratulations to all of you guys on being part of episode 400. It really wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you all out there. It adds up quickly. I remember when we barely hit 100. It adds up. The average podcast lasts seven episodes. I don't forget that every time I'm lugging my equipment up to the rooftop. We appreciate you so much. And um, you can find the links to the Patreon. And by the way, the last Patreon, I went off the rails. What I've been doing is because of the uh, donations, I've been able to buy some new audio and video recording equipment. So I've got some lav microphones phones, hooked them up and took the dog for a walk. And I just talked to myself like a crazy person. I tell you what, I think those are my favorite just out there rambling to you guys. I talked about the stalker situation that I have got in depth with that, you know, stuff that I can't necessarily share on the public episodes. So if you want more personal uh, talk, that's where to find it. And you're directly supporting us and uh, that community. So we appreciate that so much. Without further ado, my chat with Tasha Courtney and Joe Welke. Oh, I can hear it. 
Oh, I can hear that sad music, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP episode 400. This is Whoa. Dave Neal with Tasha Courtney and Joe, the wealthy Welky. Oh wow! All right. <laughs> no, it was like getting that intro. Well, I was thinking of what I could make, what I could uh, have your the you know the something something. Yeah. And I couldn't come with, uh, come up with anything. <laughs> what was the, what was the other the Welchy the Welchy Welky? Welchy. What does that mean? It doesn't. So that's why I went with wealthy. <laughs> Welcome, welcome back to the show. Hell yeah, man! This is the first time I think uh, I've been back since you guys got engaged. So congratulations! Oh, thank, oh, thank you. you. I saw yeah. the fucking ring. She hasn't thrown yeah. it at me yet. God. She hasn't. <laughs> you get a nice enough ring, they won't throw it at you yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a ball and ring. Thank you. Dude. It was mined in the 1800s. Was it really? Is that what, that was a story? We, yeah, we, we never a, found out if this was the real story or not. Yeah, but um, it was it's, re. Uh, it was found at like an estate sale. Would you say right? Yeah, but based on the cut, it's like circa 1890s. Damn. Yeah. That's a big old hunk of rock right there, though. You guys. Yeah, I got insurance on it, so if she goes missing, we. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if she or the finger goes missing, it just doesn't matter, apparently. You can just throw that shit into the ocean. Uh, welcome Don't back. Do that. It is episode 400. We have. Uh, 400? Oh, man. You know, I really wanted to get those big old balloons. Uh, with for the, the with photo, the yeah, 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 for yeah. four hundred, we can still do that tomorrow. That, right? that must be an industry that's taken a big hit during the <laughs> the virus. Instagrammers not being able to get the the biggest balloons possible yeah. for their stupid birthday brunch. Ten <laughs> k followers posts. Have you everything. ever seen a dude go into that giant balloon store asking for balloons for like another guy? <laughs> it doesn't. That's a pure gender thing, I think. Like 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 if you bought, I know you bought me a giant. B balloons for my birthday, but I also think you repurpose them because your birthday's a week after. So I feel like you got to save the, the three. But that's that's just no. You repurpose. Let's be real. Well, but there's yeah. things that there there are things that define women and and men, and they just don't cross paths. And I, I think, think in that's general, one of them. Women like are more aesthetic. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're they're always trying to get the perfect f picture for the gram. Guys, I think aren't really like unless it's your thing which there is actually an instagram account that is run by a dude i think that his whole thing is um like writing out messages with balloons he like stick sticks them to the wall of like buildings like the pink wall building down the so street you think or whatever women have a better aesthetic i think women are more needy for attention i think that's what it is I think and here attention. we go we're, we're <laughs> off and running with the sap baby Joe, i was so excited to talk to you because here's i was i was running my thoughts by since we don't have stand-up really anymore i'm just i just run thoughts by tasha and uh, i was running this one by her that i was like it it's funny because every chick on instagram uh -huh. with an ass that i've looked at their photos of it's already been liked by Mr. Joe, the wealthy wealthy <laughs> over here. And I go, that's my boy. Because that means somebody's somebody's going to those photos seeing that I liked it last and not you. Like, I, like I am somebody's Joe Welke. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, it's just... That's my whole explore page now. Yeah, because like I'll just butts. It's butts and boobs. Dude, we are in the same algorithm. Whatever you know, some crack scientist at Instagram has an algorithm, and he goes, "Joe Welke, Dave Neal, you're going to be getting asses from Boutine LA or whatever the hell that brand. What's that brand called? Boutine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Boutine. That's all it is. Is chicks asses 
in dental floss. Yep. That's all I get. That's all, dude, my, my TikTok algorithm. Like, this is what happened is my TikTok algorithm used to be like a bunch of skateboarding videos. And then I saw one girl like shaking her butt and I liked it. And then from then on, there's like no skateboarding anymore. It's just all chicks and bikinis. Because that's China. They're in, they're in TikTok. They, they're looking through your camera, seeing what your eyes are doing. And they just see the fire burning in your eyes. And they go, like, clear your schedule. I mean, I would be so pissed if Tasha's Instagram had nothing but dudes bulges. I would be so it doesn't work that way. You don't, you'll get, you know, beautiful photos, but you don't get like just dudes with their fucking dicks, but we get tits and ass. Yeah. But you know what? That means that that's what you're looking at. That's what you're like pausing over the longest. That's what you're liking. That's what you're commenting on. That's why you get more of it. When I first got on TikTok, I was getting all the funny videos that like TikTok is famous for. Yeah. And then the more I started watching content about Instagram algorithm and like, Canva and design and procreate. Now that's the only videos that I get. I feel like you design your own page. When I got oh, on yeah. TikTok, I'm not complaining. <laughs> when I got on, like, I'm chill with the butt. When I got on there like nine months ago, it was a different world. It was like your grandmother's TikTok. Like they like if you posted in a bikini photo, they'd be like, "Whoa, calm down, yeah. go easy." Now it's like, "Good luck." And yeah. we've talked about this before, but it's just all teaching the influencers young. have taken over TikTok. I think it's really bad, and I know other people have talked about this but there's a difference between being excited to share your body and owning up to your body versus that the versus an algorithm that lets you know that that is the first thing you'll be rewarded on yeah. none of these chicks are getting some 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 are funny you know that's there's that girl chandler eubanks do you know her no. she, she does she's like a cute girl but she does all the weird faces she's she made those go trendy like the i, know, I can't do it but like is it like one. that like that hannah stocking girl that was yeah like on? she's like she's funny yeah right like she's kind of spun it but but these, um, but these are Hannah Stocking's probably thirty, right? Well, also, you got these fifteen-year-olds who their first time ever being like being exposed to like popularity on the internet is because it's not until they post the. But you don't get to pick and choose like which of your TikToks blows up. Like the only TikToks that I've ever had blow up are not sexy at all. So I think like when it like TikTok rewards, right? If you have one video that's really good, uh. TikTok is going to continue to reward you as long as you continue to produce that type of video. My one video that blew up is just a funny video. Yeah, but it me, starts like, on a nice close up of you. You're good looking. It's not like a rare thing. You don't see some fat slob do the video that you did and get a quarter million views. I mean, I don't, I don't buy that. Unless he's doing something funny, like jumping, like like jumping through a table off of a roof or something. <laughs> well, what happened in your video? What do you do? <laughs> oh, okay, do you know that Russian singer? Do you know his name, Dave? No, it's. <laughs> It's <laughs> a great impression. <laughs> it's what it is. It's, oh, really? Okay, it's a clip of this guy who literally is like the Michael Jackson of Russia. He's made more money than God. He's like very, very famous, but he's also like really weird and out there. Um, and one of his songs does this like funny tongue thing. I can't do it. Dave can. Like it's like a really fast tongue. How can you not do that? <laughs> I don't know. I find myself doing it randomly throughout the day. Well, but anyway, well, it makes I, sense why you can do it. In fucking <laughs> high five. Right. Yeah, I'll show you the algorithm, baby. <laughs> but anyway, you're doing it's that just all me, the time, like, but without the noise. It's me doing that in the in the coffee shop. I was just like, I had two hours to kill oh, in between jobs downtown okay. one day, and so there was like. I was going like this and like, you know, perspective. If a person's right here and I went, uh, it looks like I'm licking their face or yeah. their head. So I did that in the video and it blew up. Huh. 
this couldn't be less interesting for an audio. Everybody, go check out my TikTok. You gotta remove your. You're gonna be upset that you still have your um, face mask under your chin. Oh, uh, I you forgot. Look, you look I, like I, a, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm feeling very warm. You you're, warned me that it was that it was. Uh, you look very incognito. Like you, you look like you are uh, like trying to hide in a Marvel movie. You know, yeah. I actually <laughs> I put makeup on just for this podcast because I know Dave's got the fancy cameras yeah. out and I might get a close up. I put makeup on literally just for this and it's hidden under a hat. Tasha's a got CW detective and... face right yeah, here. Dude. You look yeah. like Riverdale trying to sneak <laughs> around a high school. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we're yeah, here to yeah. talk about you, not us. So yeah, so that's so I uh, so I know, I've noticed that. Uh, no, you you host a podcast. Dating is hard. Yes, dating is, dating is hard, is hard podcast. podcast. So uh, has it evolved? Because last time you were on uh, last time you were on our podcast, I think you were just launching it. Is yeah. is it still you're interviewing people that you've met on Tinder? It's well, I got banned from Tinder. <laughs> well, that really, that. because of the podcast? Yeah, because of the podcast. Like I was interviewing people. I've been the podcast has been around for about a year now, and a majority, like a vast majority of my guests, I got through Tinder. And like when quarantine started, like I, I had like enough of a backlog to like rest, and I didn't have to like go out all the time and interview these people. But then uh, quarantine started, and then I ran out of episodes. And so I got back on Tinder with my, like, my profile when I'm on there is, like, read my About Me, and my About Me is all about, like, hey, I host this podcast. All my pictures are, like, me with my podcast equipment and, like, the logo and shit like that. And this time around, Tinder must have, like, updated their terms of service because it was, like, one day I was on it, and then the next day it was, like, you're banned. And then I sent an appeal to Tinder, and they were like, "We don't even listen to appeals, so like, don't even bother." I would love that that performed as a sketch, like you going to some noble appeals court <laughs> at the Tinder. King King Kingdom Tinder. <laughs> You're like, "Hear ye, hear ye, good sir! I've been wrongfully banned from the fuck app." <laughs> so you got banned from Tinder. That's some good street cred, you got. Because it's promotion or something. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Like I was reading, they were like, "Here's why," and then they sent a link, and then the one was like. Like, we wouldn't want people on here to be like, come to my comedy show. And, like, that's fucked up because that's how Eliza Schlesinger, like, got famous. <laughs> like, because she's talked about how she used to do that. And I know a bunch of com female comics, like, in L.A. that do. Yeah, swipe for the bringers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it made sense, but like I understand why they don't want that to happen. But uh, they want they want to keep a mystique to their like very nice app where yeah. you want to get fucked yeah, very exactly. quickly. So what app are you moving over to? How are you going to get guests now? Well, I was worried because I Bumble is still like available to me, but historically I have done horrible on Bumble. Like whether I'm dating or for the podcast, like the, just the way that it works, it doesn't work for me. You don't want to put the ball in the woman's court. Yeah, it's right. It's not good for people that don't own like exotic tigers, I feel like. <laughs> you don't. You want to be able to charm them. That's not true at all. I just think, uh, well, I guess I'm going to make if the gross ball, generalizations If the ball here, was in your court, we would still be friends. If the ball was in my court, I would be on <laughs> eHarmony, not a Ew. free app. <laughs> Farmers Harmony. Yeah, I would be on one of like the paid apps yeah, but where you know like people take it those? seriously. You know who else is on those weirdos? Christian, if you're paying to do it, like especially now, there's no reason to pay. That's a good point. I I don't think I believe that. I think that you're gonna narrow the pool to eliminate fuckboys. Yeah, but then you're with don't you want people a fuckboy that would pay. 
and those people are weird. Here's or are there want. people who Listen. also want to eliminate like the extra baggage? I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess you would probably have some weirdos on there. I but. feel like as a lady, oh no, you would want. I think you should want a bad boy such as Joe and myself <laughs> that's willing to evolve and and settle down. You know what I, I mean? I would be on the Sugar Babies website. Oh yeah, where I, could I would see be. that. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> I was yes. on Tinder for a bit. It's kind of just uh, it's it it plays right into that Pavlovian. And you get excited when you get a message and mm. a lot of people aren't just aren't trying to like make moves on it but but so and again I don't no no judgment here because everything men do for the most part can weed back to getting late the Sistine Chapel someone's trying to get their dicks up Yo, did right? you just say 16th he I, said, I said 16th okay. which is both wrong you know what I mean it's like <laughs> Sistine. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you said Sistine. Yeah, you said Sistine. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't say Sixteenth. I said Sistine. Josh is right. I got it both wrong. I didn't pick a side. You combined both I, stupid things. I, sh- I, I shanked the field goal. Yeah, you were on the right path, and then you were just like, yeah, let's go down. I dribbled to the wrong side of the court and missed the layup. <laughs> anyway, guys, we're trying to get it in, right? We're trying to find, sure, maybe we're trying to find love, whatever, but in the end, a lot of what we do, we, we, we don't necessarily ride the motorcycle because it's uh, it, the wind's nice in our hair. Sure, that's nice, but chicks like a guy with tattoos. We, we're, we're, you know. Anyway, the point is, is that I, I get like, do you get any runoff from the podcast? Or have you dated any of these girls? Um, yeah, eventually I, I did because like ever the last time that I was here, I was like, I don't know, that seems a little like skeezy. But like, it's 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 weird because you're talking about such like an intimate and personal thing. I feel like it's a little bit of that, you know, that thing about how, um, like women, if they have a male therapist, a lot of times they'll like fall in love with their male therapist or something. It might be like a little bit of that going on. And I didn't want that to happen. And I feel like that's like, that's bad. How long did you, did you date her for? Or did you just hook up? Um, no, I mean, I've, there's only been like a couple of people where I was like, actually like really enjoy your company i like you like a woman that i'm like seeing now is was a person that was a guest and like we were hanging out before because what i do is like i always take them out for like coffee or like a like a snack or froyo or something just to number one prove that i'm not a murderer because i'm a stranger and i record out of my apartment so it's be a big ask to be like, hey, we come just to my apartment. Come to my apartment. Yeah. I record a podcast. Like, yeah, fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna right, wear dude. your skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> I I always like send a very like transparent message. Like, this is what I'm doing. I will meet you at a neutral location. Blah blah blah. And then uh, so we meet there for like an hour or whatever before we start recording. And so I met up with this lady and. Uh, I was like, man, this lady is really fucking cool and she's super hot, but like, I also don't want to tarnish or the, like what I'm doing here. Cause like, she's not here for a date. Like she's here for a podcast. It would be a position of power. If you, <laughs> no, that's what it would be. Right. Because you would. Well, but what happens once the podcast's over, right? Then you yeah. can be like, Hey, I actually really enjoyed hanging out with you. Would you be interested in yeah, hanging out again? That's but- exactly what happened. Like we recorded the podcast and what I, Goddamn motorcycles over here. <laughs> um, we're on the roof, baby. <laughs> we forgot to mention that. We're on the roof, everybody. Yeah, we're on the roof. Don't just think it's loud city noises in the apartment. We are on yeah. the roof. 
if you hear this fucking motorcycle, you just know that this guy that's, that's driving that motorcycle has a huge dick. He's trying you to get laid. Know it. Oh my god, he lives in one of these buildings down here, and oh, he really? drives out the alleyway like every morning, pretty early, and it's so loud. And actually, I was walking the dog yesterday, and here he comes roaring down the alleyway while Boone and I are walking, and I give him a nice wave, but I really do hate that dude. <laughs> I do. His motorcycle's too loud. You shouldn't be allowed to have a motorcycle Tasha that loud. Tasha picks very specific things to hate on. No, this it's, one it's motorcycle. absurd. It's so absurd. So, so you were mentioning. So yeah. Um, so we did the podcast, and it was like still, it was like still a good time. And then after we were done recording, I was like, "Hey, look, I know that this isn't what you came here for, and this isn't what you were expecting, but uh, I think you're awesome, and I'm like attracted to you. And uh, if you would like to go out sometime, I would." I would love that. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. And then so uh, it worked out like that. You still together? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, but she here's... actually lives like right there. Like oh. right over oh, there. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Hey, there Our neighbor. Uh, here... Are you going over there after this? <laughs> <laughs> well, socially distance. We'll just run a cord over there. You guys can come. So, but the, the question is, though, is because you'd met her through the podcast, it, does she worry that you're going to meet the next girl through the podcast? Yes, she is. She did raise that concern. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just the, that's kind of the uh, flying too close to the sun to yeah. get my Greek mythology down. You know, in the 16th chapter, they had this thing. <laughs> <laughs> they always said, "Don't fly too close to the moon." Um, so, what's the uh, what's what's your defense of that? Well, I mean, you just have to trust me at that point. You know, if I'm like, "Hey, I'm just I want to see you," like, because uh, there's been a couple times where people have asked me out after the podcast, or like, you know, and then I have to lay down the law of like, "No, that's not what this was." And it's, or you could just put in your bio, like, I am seeing someone, Yeah, this is stri strictly business. Yeah, a lot of the time when, not a lot of the time, a couple, I'd say about 40% of the messages that I get on Bumble when I'm trying to get into this podcast is, uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I might be down, but like, you're also like pretty cute too. Would you down, are you down to like actually go on a date? And then I have to be like, no, I'm actually just, I'm seeing somebody and like this is, I'm here strictly for the podcast. But on Bumble in particular, it is sort of a tease because they are swiping first, right? Yeah, well, it's also, Bumble's weird because their restrictions on pictures are, are weird. Um, so on Tinder, I was able to have a picture with text on it. And the first picture was me pointing to like a sign that said, please read my about me. But on Bumble, you're not allowed to have text overlays on it. So it's just my regular picture as the first picture. And so people are like, oh, this is just a dude. But my whole profile is about my podcast. like my. But if they me. don't read your profile exactly. and they're just like, oh, cute guy. Swipe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I like I like uh, generalizations. I feel like with comedy, we, we always have to boil things down to yeah, generalization. We always have to be smart with them. We can't just be like, men are this way, women are that way. Mm -hmm. But like... You know, we are. Yeah, Men chicks are, are dumb. You know, dudes are fucking horny. But it's uh, that's pretty much what it comes down to. That's <laughs> just uh, Dave's whole act. Yeah. <laughs> you just find new ways to say your premise. Isn't yeah. it interesting how women, <laughs> most women, do this thing? Uh, but anyway, uh, have you been able to boil down any sort of um, uh, consistencies with with the uh, female um, 
online dating pool as far as like if you know what they're doing with their photos, what pickup lines they're using. Because I would assume women would be horrible with their pickup lines. I, Why do women do women even have pickup lines? Yeah. That's is my, that a bumble that's thing? That's the point. Is that they yeah. don't. Men men have to. You get one shot. Like at the Eminem song, you get one shot. You got your <laughs> elevator pitch. You're either selling the script or you're not, baby. Yeah. You're quick. She's either gonna hate you, she's gonna slap you, or love you based on what you're about to say. You can't just. But then women will like go, hey. And Tasha, you were the same way. When Tasha's way of initiating sex, I don't even realize till three days later. Yeah. Because she's like, I was, she's like, well, I was basically throwing myself at you last night. I'm like, what? <laughs> She'll like poke me and go, hey. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. She's not I'm denying subtle. it. <laughs> subtle. That's the thing. But like, men don't get subtlety. Subtlety doesn't get you. They get you laid. Yeah. With men. So have you noticed anything different with the way that women will? Um, yes. Reach I'm, out. Um, this is unfortunate. Uh. The women that I would say are less attractive do put in that more effort. They do have pickup lines. They'll do have they'll have a a creative first line to to say on Bumble. And the women that are like more, in my opinion, would be more attractive. That you can tell like you know they're getting a lot of matches. It's just hey, yeah, and yeah. I like, guess they don't have to. Yeah, they don't. You have know, to. if they're if they're getting a ton of messages in their inbox and they don't need to try yeah. very hard, but somebody who's not getting as many messages, well, it doesn't. I guess they they want to try a little harder. Yeah, I mean, I also through this podcast have found out that women, a lot of the women just don't like Bumble because you have a twenty four hour like period where you have to message first, and if you don't message a person within that twenty four hours, then uh, they just disappear. And you're getting so many matches if you're like a, an attractive woman that. You're it's overwhelming. It. You don't have time to sit on this. Yeah, app all exactly. Day. You're you're just flooded with all these people, and then it's like I don't have time to message you know fucking eighty people, and then that's another thing as to why they would just say hey because it's like I'm not or gonna, send an emoji. Yeah, it's like I'm not going to spend like three hours researching all of these dudes to see like let me send a creative message to all of these people. I get it, and it doesn't really give you the opportunity to be very discerning either. Yeah, which is like. If this is an uh, if this is a dating app where you know like eHarmony, you're actually looking for someone you might be seriously interested in. Nope. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I going with Joe on this one. The idea that like the idea that playing it cool is what a lot of people want. Like I, I feel like a lot of people want that person they can settle down with, but are afraid of the needy person. Yeah. And you can get stuck with every, we've all been cornered by the needy person. And then all of a sudden we're just like, Oh, they're nice, but ugh. you know what I mean? Like everyone wants to be one foot in one foot out until you're ready to dive head in. I think we were that way, Tasha, where we were kind of like, all right, if it just doesn't work out fine. Like we weren't too, I mean, we, we developed very fast, but we were also like not, you know, it could have failed. Like we gave it the chance to fail if it needed to, you know, I don't know. You're quiet. I zoned out for a minute. You weren't even listening to me? <laughs> I got the, oh, I got the last sentence. Jesus Christ, Joe. You know what it's like to pull this podcast along? <laughs> Holy shit. What's going on? You said on? we played it cool. Yeah. No, I'm saying like it's important to, to know you want something, but still be on your heels. It's like everything they've always taught men with. If you're going to approach some lady, don't let her think that you're going to take up her whole day, even if, if you end up do taking eager, her whole day. It can be alarming to a woman. Nobody wants a stage five clinger. Yeah. So like the second that you're like leaning in too far, she's going to lean back. 
It's weird that it's a lot like of... It's like a weird... It's a balance. I feel like a lot of people don't get that. You know, we've talked... We've been talking a lot about um, faux pas that happen online with Facebook and how, you know, I think if there's anything I'd, I'd pat my back, pat myself on the back and you're probably the same way, is that as with stand-up, we've basically spent years, decades, sort of learning how to read people. Yeah. And probably before we ever got into stand-up, we probably got into stand-up in in part because we're curious about other people's reactions. We know when we've soured the mood. I know when Tasha zoned out. She just looked, she was just looking into the hills for a second there. We know. I had my sunglasses on, so it wasn't as obvious. I know, she, River, uh, Riverdale detective over here. She's just like, sorry, what was that? And you Fucking. But, you know what I mean? So it's like, it... It's a skill. It's not a skill that I think anyone really need like like aims to have, but I do think it's a skill to read the fucking room. And part of what makes dating, I think, what can be hard for women is that you get guys that like don't get the fucking hint. But sometimes those guys still get laid because a broken clock is right twice a day, right? Yeah. So sometimes guys, you know what I mean? Like, do you, did you have you ever like one like uh, before before the podcast started? Just just your dating life. Yeah. What what were their struggles? to read women and know like is she into me you know should i go up to her uh not really i mean i this uh, i don't know i've always been really lucky and like i've uh if i've ever been in like a dry spell it's self appointed like i've never had a lot of trouble meeting women or like so how do you mean self appointed like you're not like in the i'll right just be like space. i'm taking a break you yeah. know i'll just be like i'm 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 done with this for a while but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's only, like, specific. Like like I was saying before, like, when I was on there, like, actually dating, I would never have any luck on Bumble. But Tinder and Hinge, I was like, I could do, I could do really well on those. Because you've got the control? I don't know, I guess. I, I, I've always said it's bad to, like, give your number to, to someone because they might like you, but, like, they also might have anxiety about texting or making the first move. Yeah. So, like, like... There's certain positions where you have to just give your number, like uh, you know, for somebody like say, it, like like we were talking before, if someone's in the, a position of power, you can't just, you know, sometimes like like uh, if Tasha's my waitress, uh-huh. it's better that I give her my number versus ask for hers because it's like she's just I trying can't to say make no. Her. I'm just trying yeah. to get a tip. Yeah, but in most cases, I think it's better to take whatever control. So like you you know, even they might be busy the next day, but at least you're going to shoot them a message versus like not having their info at all or whatever. You know what I mean? Maybe that's not as important anymore because there's so many different ways to reach somebody. You know, it used to be like, if you lost their digits, they're, they just, they're, they're, they're dead. gone. Yeah. They don't exist anymore. Now we know Oof. like you just check in on, you know, whatever you can zoom stalk somebody or whatever. How long have you been with your, your current girlfriend? Well, I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks to be honest. Like it's not been like this long term thing. Like I was at the beginning of quarantine. It was like a fucking, I got into some like weird situations at the beginning of quarantine. <laughs> Go Tell on. Tell us. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was I was like I'm going to have to talk about this at the beginning of quarantine is uh so when it started I w- when like everything like really started getting like fucking crazy I was in Germany because I was I work for this company that's based out of Germany and uh I got back the day before the e- Europe travel ban started so shit was like going crazy then and then so I got back and I was like okay this is going to be like a two week quarantine whatever and I got on, this is before I was banned from Tinder. I got on Tinder and I made a profile that was like, and at that point it was like, we're going to be 
quarantined until like mid-April or May. And I was like, well, hey, we're all quarantined until May. Anybody want to like text? And then if we're feeling cool about it, send each other nudes. That was like my profile. And my picture was like, one of them was just like a regular picture. And then the other one was just like me in my underwear. Like it was just like straight up. I'm fucking, I'm on my fuck boy shit right now. Like I'm thoughtin' hard. <laughs> so that was my profile. And then a bunch of people were, would message me. And then I'm like, hey, so you read my profile, right? Like, like I just want to make sure like intentions are known here. And then like a bunch of people were like, oh, I thought you were joking. I was like, so then I adjusted my profile and I put in parentheses like, this is not a joke. (laughs) (laughs) If we're chatting and if we're like, we're feeling good about it, nude city's getting a new mayor, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was doing that for a while and like, you know, it it went well. You know, I was getting, I was talking to a couple people, we were exchanging nudes. Um, But then a female comic, uh, she saw my profile screenshotted it and posted it on facebook here we go and she was like this fuck i know this guy this guy's a total douchebag or whatever and then rude all of these people were like commenting and like saying oh i know who this guy is this is joe welke blah 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 and everyone was like who does this guy fucking think he is (laughs) he's not even hot enough to be asking for nudes and blah 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 blah." and all of this like people just trashing me and i was like you got well, internet shamed. I got shamed, like, but I didn't know why. I was like... Yeah, it's like if literally people are only going to swipe with you if they're down. Yeah. And they're only going to text you if they're down. They're only going to send you nudes if they're down. It's yes. two consenting adults doing two th- doing things that they both agree are yes. chill. Tasha, he's a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how did you feel about this? What was the feeling? Like, like, walk us through the feeling well, of feeling like, uh, because ostrac- being, getting ostracized from a community seems to be the worst type of torture well, or warfare out there for, you know, me- me- mentally yeah. speaking. Yeah, well, I had, like, several different feelings. Like, number one, I was confused for the exact reasons that Tasha was talking. I was like, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's not like I'm like, if you swipe right on me, you have to send me nudes. And if you don't, I'm going to fuck you up. or something. Like, it wasn't like that. It was like, hey, if we're ch- chatting... And we feel good about it and we want to do this fucking nudes. Like, we're quarantined. We can't do anything else. Like, let's have some fun. And uh, I was was like, (laughs) I I don't know why this girl was like, look at this fucking douchebag. And number two, I wasn't too miffed about it because it worked. Like, I was, I got, (laughs) I got like, I was doing a nudes exchange with like a couple people. And that's a good rebuttal, too, is like, I got a whole list of people. Who Dude. are who are here for this? Well, this thing a, got, a nudes exchange. This got like <laughs> this post that she posted a screenshot of me. It got like ninety comments, and like there were all these white knight dudes that were like, "This guy's." No, I would love to see the girls that he's getting nudes from. They're probably who, like, who ugly as it? fuck. I'll bleep it out. Just can you tell me or no? You know, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll bleep you it know, out. Uh, Amanda Jane Hickok. Nope. Yeah, that's the other thing. But that's at the exact 30-minute mark, so I'll bleep it out. You but don't I don't even know need it to bleep it out. Okay. <laughs> Fucking, I don't. Just save me three minutes of work. <laughs> Where the fuck was that thing he said? Well, here's the other thing. But was it? I, I'm shocked that the algorithm didn't share this story with me. Like, I, well, I'm shocked. That, was this in a women's only uh, Facebook? No, no, no. Women, it was women like, love it was their Facebook her, groups. It was on her Facebook, like her public page. She has a whole like album of like guys profiles that she screenshots but no now to give that's okay but let's give her the the let's take her side she does she think she's doing a a service to the other ladies to protect them is that was that what her 
I don't know. Intention is, or she a detective? Well, what's well, a? I mean, listen. I don't know this girl. I haven't. I've never seen anything. But why does she have a whole album of dudes she's screenshotting? Unless, like, if someone's doing something very problematic, mm-hmm. then I get screenshot and sharing yeah if, if you want to protect somebody but why is your hobby screenshotting random people who are just like doing consensual adult things dude that's what i was like i don't understand and the like in my profile i also said like hey, i'm a comedian and i'm a circus performer because i do like the aerialist stuff like cirque du soleil and this girl literally and i'm not making this up she works as a clown at kids parties and some guy was like circus performer what the fuck is this guy and she comment, uh. she commented <laughs> she commented yeah and he's not even a real circus performer and i was like my shit is so much harder than your shit. you don't have the red nose <laughs> look this is what happens when you start slinging bullshit at each other i mean yeah. it's, it's it's in the fucking bible well don't throw rocks at whatever the hell it goes here's 16th the chapels here's the <laughs> Don't throw rocks in your 16th chapel. Well, here is the ultimate punchline of this, is that this woman, in the past, has sent me nudes. Oh. The woman that screenshot. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe she, like, thought that you weren't getting nudes from anyone else. I don't know. It's very weird. Like, if you're... Like, I'm not a person that really sends nudes. Of course, I've been in a committed relationship for a long time. But, like, I... You know, I would be one of those who's careful about who I'm sending photos to because they live forever, right? They're on your phone. They're on the cloud. They're somewhere they live forever. So I can get that, like, if somebody has a hang-up about sending nudes in particular or if they're, like, a boomer, like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Never mind. But, I I mean, the thing was, like... Wait, you're you're sort of being, like, uh, kink-shamed. It was, like, your thing was wanting to send nudes. You're politely asking in a... On a forum that that's what you weren't asking in LA Comics Facebook group. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. And this is the and difference. It wasn't like, you're, I'm not going to book you on my show unless you. It was like, hey, if you want to do this, and it's like out there. In lieu of selling merch after this open mic, and I would like to send you my dick pic. <laughs> and people did it. Like, that's. The, it's just like. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, man. Well, well, I understand comedy as a as a workplace doesn't have an HR department. Yeah. So I understand that, that even though it was divisive to talk about the Louis CK thing and, and a lot of misreporting on it, that there, there is there, that people need to understand their power, their position of power, even if it's not on a, like I'm, I'm your director. Yeah. Like there, there is all that. We, we, we've learned that there's been good that has come from that. Uh, aside from, you know, him losing $50 million and moving to Paris over it, whatever, <laughs> that's his story to tell. But, but when we talk about the pendulum swinging too far, you're a dude trying to get your podcast off the ground. You're trying to get, like any guy, you're trying to get your work, your creative work off the ground, a little love life, have a little fun. And then and then you kind of get mischaracterized because people could read her side and be like, yeah, he is a douchebag. But what bag. is her point of view? That's what I don't understand. Like some people are just angry and I don't really understand what she's angry about here. So I What I'm missing is, like, what is her point of view? Yeah, I didn't understand why it was, like, such a big deal and, like, why it was, like, hey, this is screenshot worthy and I'm going to, like, expose this guy. And it was, the the other thing was, like, I took a screenshot of my own profile before she did this and I posted it on my Instagram and I was, like, look at what I'm doing, guys. (laughs) And then I was, like, are you, like, you're trying to expose me or something? that's kind of, like... I didn't get it. Getting engaged, we talked about this before. Having been in a relationship for so long, most people understand I'm not trying to fuck them. Yeah. But if I were single 
there's absolutely some of the things I wouldn't be getting away with just by coming off as like, not necessarily a creep, but like it's, we, it's a nighttime art form. Usually people are drinking. And again, what your scenario has nothing to even do with that, but there is so much intermingling. Like we're all in comedy camp together that lines do get crossed. It's important for like everyone to like be aware of who's the creepy person. I think it's so great that women have private groups. You know, there's so many different private Facebook groups I've never even heard of until some shit goes viral and you find, oh, they've, you guys have known about this all along. You've talked yeah. about this and it's sometimes someone we know or something. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. That guy seems like a creep. I wouldn't have known Yeah. because as much as like we want to be there to protect everyone and be good guys, where you, I come from a place where I see people with the benefit of the doubt, you know? Well, and a lot of guys don't show their creepy side to other guys because yeah. they're not on the, they're just not going to be on the receiving end of it. So, you know, you, you, it's possible that you don't know that your friend is a douchebag online. And then people aren't, uh, uh, here's what I experienced when I got, uh, internet shamed three years ago, probably, it's probably about maybe two or three years ago. What happened yeah, to you? I, I very quickly posted that. I think women have an easier, I, I, I posted that attractive women have an easier time getting stage time in LA and that got, and then I, I got a little high, did an open mic turn my phone on airplane mode an hour later i was the fucking most hated person in the world <laughs> unless somebody knew me and then some people came to my defense and then i responded to you know she this and it was someone who it had nothing to do with her and my only mistake was i i i, I wanted to clarify i meant attractive women have an easier time getting stage time i wanted to not i didn't want to explain that they have to get uh walk to their car at night because they're you know sketchy dudes are following them none of that you know, to me, I was being very analytical and you yeah. have to understand it's an emotional thing. So my mistake was probably saying what I believe to be true, anecdotally true that I, that, you know, well, and also just in two sentences, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or one, like in 30 well, characters or less, you're not going to have like a really well-rounded yeah, like argument. A, we a all nuanced. know that exactly. There are pluses yeah. and minuses to everything. <laughs> there are pluses to being an attractive woman. There are a ton of minuses yeah. too. Yeah, you're, so yeah like, you're not saying that those don't exist. Like that's what but, I hate but I, when, but I when didn't, you post shit like that. And, and that's why I've stopped for the most part posting things on Facebook. I'll discuss it on a podcast or make a YouTube video about it because then you have to really go out of your way to miss quote and, and mistake what I'm saying uh, and 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 um, a lot of people stuck up for me and there was guys that were like just like when 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 people like dudes will immediately come to the come to the you know defense of this girl like, oh man fuck him he's an idiot but I would yeah. respond to some and I didn't apologize I didn't apologize for what I said because I believed what I said and and I still do it but it was probably reckless to say I was just yeah I'm stupid and I posted it but um but by, by the end of it I had probably, I got some new followers and people were taking my side because it was kind of like you know come on we're not I'm not trying to you know it was blown so far out of proportion that the average person and saw that and came to their senses, uh, which is a lot like what happened when when our Joey Diaz video. People, you know, they some people didn't like us, but some people were like, "Oh, you guys got a bad rap. You guys were totally fine. You you spent twenty minutes, you know, talking both sides of the story." So yeah. so when you analyze things like that, people will either stick to their own side or have a little bit of critical thinking. Yeah, well, there's also an argument to be made about like the thing that you posted, like there are attractive women that I think are less talented and there's funnier women, but they're getting more stage time just because they're attractive. And I don't think that's right. Yeah. There's but, plenty of funny women that don't get stage time. Yeah, absolutely. We know them. Absolutely. And then there's guys like you who, you know, would probably be a headliner in a different 
time of the world. You know, so you know, what's so funny because it's not. It's it's almost like you, you, we we don't want to set limitations on ourselves because it doesn't do any good to like talk about like, well, if I lived in so and so, I'd be doing this or this. Yeah. You know, whatever. We live in the world we live in. But it is funny to think of someone like a Joe Rogan or like even a Burt Kreischer, and they t- and you know, like Burt Kreischer, he's he's kind of always like talking about how like. You know, I mean, I don't know. Some of these guys got, you know, uh, six figure, mid six figure development deals a year into comedy. Yeah. And then talk, and they're talking about how they had to struggle through life. And you know, they, you know, they had to struggle through being a feature, uh, a feature only making six hundred bucks a weekend. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hold my diet, Dr Pepper, with cherry, because I got some fucking stories for you. I'm on a goddamn roof right now. Yeah, I always like listen to those podcasts, and they're like, man, I was struggling. I was doing all these college gigs. I was getting paid, and I was like, college gigs, bro. I can't get on a bar show. Yeah, like I would kill to be doing college gigs. And what's yeah. tough is, right. what's tough is like we're we're talking, you know, like this will be the, probably the last time you hear me mention that because I don't blame them, but it would be interesting. I like I would have no problem being on like on like a on a Burt Kreischer podcast or someone and being like, you you were plucked from the heavens. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't mean you didn't deliver, but some people will get their opportunity. You know, we knew, we know people like, you know, they're shooting their hour three years into comedy. You go, that's just not going to be my story. Yeah. That's not going to be my story. Today, someone, uh, you know, I was like, someone wanted to read my script and I sent it to him and uh, she was like, and, and she's the sweetest. This it wasn't her, but she goes. You should submit this to the Nickelodeon uh, uh, fellowship program for writers. And I clicked on it just out of fun, and it goes looking for divor- diverse yeah. voices. I go, it ain't me, and yeah. I get it. So I understand that that there's this collective white guy um, has ruled the world thing. But uh, trust me when I say it does not pay my bills. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah, I, we've got privilege. Tasha's got a privilege. We all have a different thing going on, and it's kind of how do we how do we use whatever's in that 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 uh, set of tools we were given to to you know our benefit and yeah. that's kind of what we're working towards but we're kind of in the same place where it's like you know everyone and their mother's got a podcast and everyone and their mother decided they would try stand-up comedy so let's just get better at it yeah and- i'm i've kind of like just accepted my role because it used to like keep me up at night it used to piss me off where i'd be like oh fucking why am i but now i'm just kind of like I'm just, I enjoy doing it and, uh, whatever happens happens. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like I don't feel those things. Yeah. Like I, I go out there and I'm like, oh, that guy's getting, oh, that person's getting that. Oh, that girl's getting that. Oh, that guy's getting it. It's like, well, fucking, I, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing. And they I say, stay do. in your lane. And then Facebook says, I know you're in your lane, but look at this news story yeah. of the day. And that's the hard part. It's like, it'd be easier to stay in your lane if you didn't have, uh, you know, you know, get to see everyone, you know. All Delete their... the apps. Yeah. yeah, no, it's part of it. It's part of it. Well, now, how, how would you promote the yeah. That's the hard part. <laughs> now, how has, how have, what's your mental health been like with regards to stand up during the COVID and all this? It's real weird, man. Like you're cre- like really... t- talk to me about your creativity during this or lack of or My whatever. My creativity has been like really different now. Like, cause you know, you know, we used to write stand up and go out and do it every night and you practice it and all that shit. I haven't written a joke in a <laughs> while, man. Like it's not good. Like if I'm like, Hey, I'm a comedian. Like the amount of comedian work I've been doing has been real small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, when quarantine starts, so I have, this is a bit of a, a, a tangent, but uh, I have, I don't drink or smoke or do any drugs or anything, but my like kind of vice is like I'm a shopaholic, like I buy lots of clothes and shoes and that was like my fucking thing, like I, I just like to 
buying shit. And uh, so I was, I recognized that was like, oh, this is a fucking, this is a deal. This is a problem. Uh, so one of my New Year's resolutions this year was to not buy any shoes or clothes for the whole year. And I was like, okay, cool. That's and, impressive, by yeah. the way. Well, let's get Tasha on that one. Well, it, when you make it specific, shoes and clothes, it's a doable thing. Yeah, you have yeah, enough yeah. shoes and clothes to exactly. last you. You become exactly. a watch guy. You know, like. You got like out. a hamster and you you're, got weird shit now. You're about to find out what kind of guy I, <laughs> I've become now. Yes, tell us. So, like, I was fine. I was doing really good. Like, the first three months, I was like, whatever. I'm doing really fucking good. I'm like, I'm holding it together. And then quarantine happened. And then I was like, I'm not holding it together. Like, I need to fucking, because I couldn't do stand up. Like, I also do like the circus shit. So I wasn't like, our whole lives are done right now. Like, we didn't have anything. So I also had all this creative energy and I didn't know where to put it. And I also couldn't really do my podcast because I was, I meet strangers all the time. <laughs> um, so what I ended up doing is I, I like I've been playing music for a long time and I didn't have any like equipment and now I've become like addicted to buying guitars, which is so much fucking more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to save money. I'm going to be really yeah. responsible. You gave up Sperry's. Now you got a six string bass. You're like, I don't yeah. even do bass. <laughs> what is this? So in since quarantine, I've bought six guitars wow and i've been are you playing them all yeah shirtless on tiktok i've seen a few <laughs> oh really yeah, is your thing? hey if it blows up your tiktok it's worth it it didn't it got like a hundred views <laughs> <laughs> but uh so i also bought a bunch of recording equipment and so i've been one of my new because all of my new year's resolutions like went to shit except for the don't straight buy. to shit dude it sucked because i was like i'm going to record a comedy album this year can't do that uh one of them was to do a circus performance can't do that uh, do comedy in a different state. Can't do it. Well, I, just, I just want to sit in a Starbucks. Nope. Yeah. Took that away from you. So one of my new New Year's resolutions was is to record five songs and release them. And so I've recorded like a fuckload of like the instrumentals and like I've just started to, to get the uh, the vocals down and like singing. And so it's been it's been a process of learning how to record all this stuff and how to adjust and mix and master. And oh, that's fun. Yeah, man, it's it's awesome, and I'm really loving doing it. So that's where all of my shit is is going. So I'm not really doing any comedy. No, but you know shit. what? I ask because you know we've we've got these like neurotransmitters as comics or anyone creative, and we just want to blast away at shit. Yeah, and. Um, I've gotten into these weird rituals of just going on long runs and then editing projects and like yeah. I'm doing I'm trying to tell a story. I'm yeah. trying to, but it but I'm not gonna make something that it's not like so no offense to the Zoom comedy world out there, but I'm not gonna make something happen that's just not meant to be. And yeah, dude, and did, have, did you do any of the Zoom comedy no. shows? No. I did one. It was very weird and I didn't like it. You gotta be like a type of joke writer that tweet like a tweeter. I feel like if you just read tweets, like some people are just good at setup and punchlines. Yeah. But but I really like to build up to something, and I don't see that happening. Well, I did it, and it went well. I guess I don't know because I only did one, and I don't have anything to compare it against. But the whole power dynamic is erased when you do a Zoom show because when you're doing a regular like live stand-up show, everyone's facing you, lights are on you, you are the only one with a microphone, and like every like. The seats are 
all directed at you. But when you're on Zoom, it's just you're a square in a bunch of different squares. I never thought of it that way. That's so right because, yeah, you – I would say the most important thing for stand-up – I've changed with what I think. Obviously, you need to have your joke be heard, but that doesn't mean you need a microphone. You just need your joke to be heard. But also, I've done stand-up with with a shitty uh, lighting setup, and that sucks too. Oh, yeah. I did that Sunday night, a a show, my first show um, at El Cid, and they had like – they didn't have the right lights set up, so like you couldn't see someone's face. I uh, I think I ate a bag of dicks, but I, it's hard to tell because as hard as it would be to tell with a Zoom show, these people are socially distanced wearing masks. Yeah. So like whatever polite chuckle I might have been gotten, you know, is stuck behind a K95 mask or whatever. That's the other thing too is like you can hear everybody on the Zoom. You can hear them talking. Like some people, you know, you don't necessarily hear everything that's being said when you're doing a live show. Like a person in the back, you're not hearing them talk. But on a Zoom show, you hear if anyone talks at all, you're hearing them. Like I, when I did it, I had people like just repeat the punchline, be like, <laughs> oh. "Jeez, yeah, yeah." I, I, was, I, I, was, I forgot all of my punchlines. There should be, I mean, you know, they could establish rules for that. Like if you're not on mute, yeah, they try. Yeah, but to then do if that. you mute some, yeah, no, I know you can't know, hear laughs. They'll yeah. like but selectively you- unmute certain people yeah. that are good laughers. But then, but then Zoom knows to pick up their audio, not yours. If they're exactly, laughing, so it's like cutting out your jokes. Yeah, so it was just not. And I'm on this app. It's called the Special Guest app. Have you heard of this? I yes, I've yeah. never booked any work off of it. I've booked a couple of shows on it, and I have. It's like Uber. Like for for people that don't know what it is, it's like you're a comedian, but it's like Uber where you get ratings from the people that, or, or like Yelp if you're a comedian. So they can leave a review and like and then five you say what your rate would be, kind of yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. yeah, link to your stuff. So right now I have like a five star rating based on the bookings that I've gotten through it. And uh, when quarantine started, I got uh, uh, like an opportunity to do a forty five minute Zoom show set for oh, a company. My gosh! And I turned it down. I was like, no fucking way. That and sounds then I got, horrifying. Yeah, and then I got another one, and I turned that one down too. And like a person from the app was like, why do you keep turning down these opportunities? Like you're getting paid, you're doing a headlining set, and I was like, well, this is an app that's based on like ratings and reviews, and I have never done a Zoom comedy show. <laughs> like I'm not gonna stake my reputation on this thing that I've never done. Like, that's just stupid. Yeah, like, so you don't need some dude who doesn't even have pants on to judge whether or not yeah. you're funny. And it's like, for <laughs> a company of 12 people or whatever. Yeah, are they, I mean, they're going to be required to be there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who wants to tune in? I mean, maybe And the money somebody. wasn't even worth, it was like 80 bucks. And I was like... When are we going to wake up from this fucking nightmare we're in? It's just <laughs> starting to hit me, guys. What the fuck? It's just starting to hit me that... Like, 2020 is done, obviously. Oh, dude. It's just packing and in. And 2021, probably, too. I mean, have you thought about going back to the East Coast? What do you, like, what's your, what's your plan? You think 2021's done, too? Yeah, I do. I, I think that comedy, number one, is not going to be a thing until there's a vaccine. Like, there's no fucking way. Like, our way of life is fucking over until there's a vaccine. Yeah, you can't pack people into the small rooms that are required for, like, traditional comedy for yeah. laughs. Dude, and also people are going to be 
fucking idiots and they're not going to want to get the vaccine. They're going to be like, oh, this is some kind of conspiracy bullshit. I was talking with my sister about that yesterday. Her wedding is scheduled for November and it's still on. And she's like, fingers crossed, praying there's going to be a vaccine. And I said, you're out of your damn mind. There's no way there's going to be a vaccine. And even if there was, people are not going to take it. Nobody wants to be first in line for something that hasn't been long-term tested. And this is not just an anti-vaxxer thing. This is all medicines. You know, medicines get developed and then we find out 10 years down the line that it causes harm to people. Yeah, like, I I know that they're already, like, testing stuff, but even when you're testing it, it needs to go through, like, a year or two. I read that they're offering, like, $2,000 for people in Houston, Texas that want to get tested, which is going to become all comedians that need money. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, they literally offered two grand the week unemployment goes out. You're going to just have, like, a bunch of fucking... By the way, I'm doing a lime with my Tecate oh, right now. Fancy. Oh, fancy. Wow. No one wants it. Do, do any of you guys want a fresh cut lime? Uh, it's the end of the world as we know it, and I'm just trying to get my citric acid. No, but, you know, even regular corporate jobs, they, are, they have figured out that working remotely is possible, mm-hmm. and so people are going to continue to work remotely for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky that I've got a job still, and, like, I can work remotely, and I've always... Like when I was a writer for a couple of different websites, I worked remotely. Like, and I prefer it. Like, I've always loved working remotely. And there's because a, it's a good, it's a good uh, gig while also doing stand up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, without stand up, we're we're yeah, we're just in a place where how can you best pause your life but be ready to go without losing your fucking mind? Well, yeah. or refocus your creativity into something else, and that's yeah. kind of what we're doing. I mean, at work is practically non-existent for me. Um, And, you know, this, talking about like our New Year's resolutions, right? Our goal was travel. 2020's traveling. Well, that doesn't Nothing's gonna stop us. We're gonna get in that plane. (laughs) All the trips that we had booked, Canceled, you Bro, know. most of my wealth is in Alaska Airlines tickets that they've given me a credit for. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, got a solid $1,500 in Alaska uh, Airlines tickets. Where were you guys going to go? Well, we we're going to go to Florida, and then that got canceled, and then we booked a quick flight we to were, Costa Rica because I had an uncle there, and then that got canceled. We had, like, a brand trip to the Bahamas. Like, you know, like a lot of stuff, but literally we... I think that Costa Rica closed its borders like the day before we were supposed to leave. Like we were really holding off canceling until the last minute trying to watch things play out. But it's okay. You know, this time has given us and it's so close to launch, guys. I'm really going to need your support when it goes live. But I'm like going to soft launch it probably in the next day or two. Um, But just completely build a brand new website from scratch talking about the kind of work that we do the kind of stuff we can produce Mm -hmm. um making videos for youtube just like you know it's like uh, all that tasha's been working very hard on her do you want to say the name tada travels which is tasha and dave so it's basically uh building the voice uh, for tasha as a travel storyteller storyteller um that's fucking awesome we have but so you, much fucking gear. We, we we released a video today uh, going to see the Neo-Wise Comet. We went 90 minutes north, and Tasha and I made a great video. Drone shots, astrophotography. Yeah, it's I've been giving us a your, chance. I've been to, seeing your guys' like, drone stuff. It's fucking rad. But here's Dave the deal. loves the drone. But, but to, to get back to it, it's like... Uh, all that stuff, like it's been on my to-do list for so long. But 
working 90 hours a week, you know, driving here and there, going into offices, seeing all my clients, I never had the time or energy for it. So this quarantine is actually a huge blessing for me, yeah. even though it doesn't, it didn't necessarily feel like that at first, or, you know, it's, it's just a roller coaster. Like I know that looking back, I'm going to be so thankful for this time. And maybe you feel the same way too. When you look back and you're like, holy shit, I really like, if it hadn't been for COVID-19, I wouldn't have gotten back into music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of a, ble- like at the first couple of weeks of quarantine, when we didn't know that it was going to be lasting this long or possibly years, uh, I was like, oh, I'll just fuck around, like watch some, ani-. like I never watch TV and I'm sure you're the same way. Cause like we'd go to work and then after work, stand up. Like that was my life. Like I never watched. TV we binge a lot. So like when we do, it's. I mean, we do watch a lot more mm-hmm. so now, obviously. But yeah, it's it's yeah. not like a sit down at eight p.m. for primetime TV. Yeah, I was never watching TV ever. And then so like the first week or two, I was like binging a couple of things, and I was like, okay, this is nice. But uh, when's this shit gonna be fucking over? You know. And then uh, it just kept going and going. That's when I had to be like. I got to do something, man. So I started to... <laughs> so true. Well, you got to find a, a new creative outlet. You've yeah. got to find a way to like feel like you're moving forward. At least for me, like creatively, yes, but also in my career. I want to make... I want to feel like I'm making strides forward towards some goal. Yeah. You know what would be interesting? Uh, the dogs uh, entered the carpet here for those yeah. that don't believe we're on the roof. The sun's going down. I got a Tecate with lime. We're partying. Um, I got Dr. Diet Dr. Pepper with cherry. With cherry. I think I'm going to give you that regular shit. Get the fuck out of here. You know what's fucking weird is when I looked in the bag and I saw it was with cherry, I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's exciting, right? Bro, if you don't think I walked down the aisle three hours ago and said the same thing, I was like, oh, we, 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 a few weeks ago, there was a diet. What was it? It was a cream soda with cherry. Dude. Is that what it was? Have you what gone was it? to, I like, this thing was like, I, I got a 24 pack. It took me like a month to get you through. You know those, like, machines at, like, a Burger King or a movie theater that are, like, digital? Pick Super, yourself, yeah. Dude, those are, the, that's the only other place I've seen Diet Dr. Pepper Cherry. Yeah. And you then can you go show up with a can, blend it all. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. You know, it. I mean, talking about, you know, how crazy this is, the day, the like, my side gig, you know, I got there and an hour later they sent me home and I was like, oh, shit, am I getting paid? for this shit you know it was like you know mid-march and uh i immediately went to a um smart and final which is a restaurant uh, a, a, restaurant. Uh, a store they sell like uh, like restaurant grade uh it's kind of like a small costco it's like a mexican yeah, costco it's like a club so you can get like big things there but it's also like normal food and anyway so i go there and i just start buying cans of shit because yeah. it was a real tense environment everyone was like didn't know what the fuck was going on and like right now we have like 17 cans of baked beans I haven't gotten through. And <laughs> like, I hate baked beans. I don't know why you went all out on baked beans. I just beans. went all out on the baked beans. That's what I went for. <laughs> but Dude, yeah, it's... um. We, nobody knew what was going on, Tasha. <laughs> but, but here's the deal, right? Here's the, Get a little variety. Yeah, so, How about, but let's let's have some common sense here. Most of the world's not dying. I'm not saying that, that, that we need to go put ourselves in harm's way. We're having a good socially distanced conversation. There's got to be a way as well, comics just, that we can show up and do our thing, whether it's like... Finding around, ma- ways to make it work. I mean, well, I, adapting. I did a live show in San Diego at the end of June, and it was socially distanced and stuff like that. But it was weird. It wasn't the same. It's almost like you got to. It's almost like uh, why, like if you're a weightlifter, unless you can do the four days a week, 
why like you don't, you don't want to just randomly do squats once a month and that's how i felt i'd do my show sunday night yeah i was supposed to do 20 minutes i didn't even remember half my jokes yeah you ever do a joke and you don't remember how it ends and you're just you have to still say it out loud and like i didn't know i couldn't see their faces there it was so dark there was an audience member i couldn't tell if there were two ladies or if one was a guy so i couldn't even riff on that my whole thing was going off i started i i started talking about uh uh joanna cole just died she was the creator of magic school bus so mm-hmm. i was trying to work that into a bit and i was like oh the worst part of uh, I was like, oh, the worst part of the pandemic is that uh, Joanna Cole died, the creator of the Magic School Bus, and then there was a table of like four black ladies, and they go, that was the worst part of the pandemic. And I was like, no, 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 it's not a thing. Oh, fucking, like, oh, damn it, I'm fucking bombing right now. I was, I mean, I was just swimming in the deep end, and I with no legs, it was horrible. I was Dude, like, what the fuck are we doing? The worst part, the worst part about the show that I did was, have you ever done Comedy Heights in San Diego? Uh, no, but I. Comedy, maybe, maybe I have. Comedy I Heights is like they they usually do. It's a weekend of shows, and when if you get booked on it, you do a f- show Friday night at a bar, and Saturday night you do this like mini theater, and like it's jam packed with people. But obviously, you couldn't do that because you know coronavirus. So they only are doing the bar show, and the bar show is outdoors, and uh, everybody's socially distanced and stuff like that. And the thing about Comedy Heights shows is they're all clean. They have to be clean, like, no, like, you can, it's like PG-13. You can't say fuck, you can't, like, really, you can't cuss a lot. So, it was my first live show back, and on top of that, it was like, I've been uncensored this whole quarantine. <laughs> and I had to just keep And eating. fuck is it's what like you when say you when you have don't a baby, know. And then all of a sudden you have to stop cussing. Yeah. It's like a really, yeah, it was, requires a lot of focus. Well, it was, I probably looked like a robot that was short circuiting every once in a while because I would just be like, and then it's, it, uh, because uh, I was about to say fuck, and I was like, "Oh no, I can't, I can't do that." <laughs> That's man, it's yeah, it's not easy. We have we had um, so you you've done our mimosa show, our stand up oh, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. We've had a uh, Michelle Zuzu, who is like the creative director for Arsenic. She she would love to come support our shows. It's so funny when we have when we would have Wait, audience that Arsenic House thing. Yeah, yeah, I fucking uh, yeah, I, I yeah. So she would come and be there. You know, yeah, well, I don't even know. Do they exist anymore? Yeah, I, mean, I don't think they do. I mean, they're still very active and posting and yeah making content they've got a new bro let me tell you something showing up to the arsenic house with everyone's tits out is a weird that is a tough one why just in general, Tasha. Just Imagine, because you're there with her, or is no, it? because you check these girls out too. They're not. It's not even. I'm not. I'm not even commenting on their level of attractiveness or whatever. It's you. You show up to a house that you feel like you're in a rap video. You know. <laughs> I think I'm just very desensitized to like girls in their underwear because of modeling. I think I'm yeah. just very like it doesn't even. It, I I, can't, I don't think I would even blink or notice. So for me, it doesn't even cross my mind that it might be uncomfortable for you. But yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm totally getting oh, it. I didn't say it, uncomfortable. Like- <laughs> I'm just saying. But then there's the guys too are super. Everyone's trying to like, you know, everyone's excited to be there, but trying to play cool. And I'm just like, let's see, where's the fucking chips? Let's eat some food. They're good. They're really good people. I, yeah, I love yeah, the people yeah. that actually work there. It's kind of like the, the grifter kind of people that show up to any of those things. It's always like, you know, like we, we get invited to some of these like, B-level uh, red carpets, and it's like pff, everyone's just got their sunglasses on at night, trying to be cool, and it's like we see right through that shit. And you know, funny, any cool is the enemy of funny, you know. So it's yeah. like this is just bullshit. But Michelle, uh, who's been very supportive, comes to all of our shows. Uh, I think mentioned the Instagram, uh, our Instagram the other day, and was like, "Oh man, I wish you know I miss coming to your comedy shows." When in Los Angeles does someone say they miss coming to your comedy shows? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm thinking like, what sort of empathy? What sort of like 
outdoor garden amphitheater is can can I find that we can have some fucking mimosas and tell some jokes, you know? Like, there's no reason, just because the nightclubs are closed, I wasn't in at the nightclubs anyway. Yeah. You know? Well, think about your hero. What's his name? The... <laughs> Work that ass for daddy. Oh, Mark Rubier. Mark Rubier. So he's a, like a he streams live on YouTube. He like takes he started out, I guess, just doing like live shows where he would make up a song from a suggestion. He's called like, Loop Daddy. Loop is Daddy. His name. Yeah, okay. from like a suggestion from the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the thing. So then quarantine started. So he was just doing a bunch of live streams, but he was supposed to go on tour this year. Well, they changed the tour to be a drive-in tour yeah so you could socially distance it so i think it just takes a little creative thinking i mean obviously comedy does like laughs come very naturally when everybody's packed tight so you lose that but maybe you do a fun outdoor show i mean you could literally put a stage right there we could section off little blankets where everybody's six feet apart that was the thing when like burt kreischer was doing that drive through movie theater tour like everybody was like talking to me like hey i heard that like comics are doing drive-through movie theaters like yeah the huge ones that can do that yeah, like, you that need doesn't to, it's do like, shit for me you gotta put like 20 grand up front and hope yeah. to break even we're next next week we're supposed to have steven briggs on and he did he did um a, a show and i think he said the producers all ate it yeah like, the, like they they just you know and and you know because yeah Bert, i mean Bert, you Bert do it to stay relevant it. Bert talked about it on his podcast where he was like i didn't make any money from doing that but it just was like to go out and like people are excited to see him and shit and it's like no one's excited to see me and unless i know him i'm not going to be on those shows but there's got to be something that as comics we can do because like you know i know tasha you know with the, you don't have as much work with a lot of the fit modeling things but you know photography is still relatively socially yeah. distanced and things so the performance aspect of stand-up's not there but like i've wanted to create like something where like we go you know take a truck into the desert and all stand around a keg and tell stories kind of like um this is not happening style oh, where okay, it's like yeah. eight comics standing around telling a story so like how can we how can you know finding ways to capitalize on the moment saying all right we're not going to be packed into basements but we can still be funny so like i started you know we bought a gopro hero 8 so i just you know suction cupped it, suction cupped it to my window and i'm just doing these ranting things where i literally have nowhere to go i'm just driving around town yelling i think it's like part of the same muscle yeah i think that that's part of the thing and like the thing that i've seen is like those andrew schultz rants like he's doing like his kind of shortened version of i guess the daily show and i think that's the way to go now because it's like youtube you're ranting about one topic and you like throw in jokes and all that shit and like the ranting videos i mean as long as you're editing them and stuff like that's what i think is the i guess short term at least future of comedy it's almost like we won't get to face live pitching but we can still long toss yeah to have a baseball reference like i was thinking like i have cameras like like you guys have and like i was thinking and lighting and all that shit and i i was thinking about starting to do like my own like ranting things on my youtube page but i haven't gotten around to it's do it. it's tough it's a new thing hey the sun just went down look at that we just had the sun go down uh, can i hey look i'm gonna fucking move the camera right there look the at camera that, got baby. it look at that the camera gets to see no one believes us here we get the oh i just fucked up your close-up there we go we got that's you fine it's all producing man i've got three cameras set up with the fucking thing I'm, you know, I'm the bartender here. It's a tough, it's a tough act, Tasha. <laughs> it's a tough act. So yeah, Tasha's been working really hard on this uh, Tada Travels, um, you know, thing where we've gone through literally old, like year, like old videos and stuff, it's trying to been, make content. So and then I, I, 
I accidentally reset. I keep all of my old iPhones as storage for yeah. photos, and I accidentally reset one, like factory reset it when I was trying to turn it on. Well, because it's it was I'm trying to think. It was probably an eight, uh-huh. like an eight plus, and the way the buttons are when you turn it on, like my my thumb just it's a big one uh-huh. hit the plus the volume button at the same time as the mm. turn on button it was just not something i was thinking about like having to be careful of it and Once i in don't a lifetime turn it photos. on all the time you know what i mean you know you just like when yeah. you're not in the practice of turning on your old phones you don't think about like oh that's the reset that's the way you reset it um but turns out Yesterday, I found a bunch of photos that had uploaded to Google Photos. You know, I was checking everything. I was checking Google Drive. I was checking my backups. I was checking the iTunes Cloud, like everywhere, and they weren't there. But I did, I did manage to recover from Google Photos some some old photos that I think were part of that lost batch. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 been a crazy undertaking, and I'm so glad we're doing it. Dude, yeah, that's awesome. It is. It's a lot of work. I don't know anything about video editing, so Dave's been here's helping what, here's me edit what I, the videos. I made a decision in December that one of the biggest things I've always had to like ask for favors on is like the fucking professional editing. Yeah. You know, if I couldn't do it on iMovie, I just didn't have the capabilities. We're talking, you know, like this setup, this is a multi-cam setup. We're going to have three or, you know, cameras going, you know, I'm going to edit it live and it's a fucking, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of investment. Like I've had to get the all professional shit and it's only out of necessity because I'm trying to tell my fucking story. Yeah. I can't wait for the day that somebody else does this shit. I, I enjoy hitting the buttons. So, like, I had to learn Pre- Premiere Pro, and it's kind of about having a growth mindset. I just had to say, look, I'm going to fucking watch every YouTube tutorial to make everything happen because I don't know how to do it. And what you learn, like learning a language, is the more you learn how to do something, the more the next, the easier the next thing becomes. So even when I don't know how to do something, I know how to find the place that will teach me how to do it. So eight eight months later, and I'm getting pretty good at it. Yeah. And and like, like I said, I don't want to have to do this. Yeah. I, I want to do stand-up where you set your iPhone in the back, record it, and post that on YouTube. I don't want to have to do this. Yeah, but it just doesn't happen like that in life for 99.999999% of people where someone plucks them out of security, out of obscurity and and hands 16th, them what they the want 16th. to do <laughs> yes exactly i'll settle for the you know, 15th chapel that'd be a great album title life. the 15th chapel you have to design your life right well, you yeah. know what you want and make it happen well that's why i think i love stand-up because I, you, you can't rely on anybody else to do shit for you and i think that's and not to sound like hokey or whatever, but I'm like proud of you guys for doing that Aww. because it's like, it's like you don't know me and like, you know, like who gives a fuck. But like <laughs> there are so many, there are so many people that are, aren't doing anything during quarantine. They're like, they're not taking the opportunity where like we're all stuck and we can't do shit. And they're just like, Oh, just watch Tiger King again. It's like, no fucking better yourself. Learn yeah. how to do something. Like it's important to do that. And if you're not doing that, you're really wasting like the this opportunity. This is a golden opportunity. It yeah, really it is, is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It isn't easy to get the ball rolling. Tasha had to spend good money on a laptop, which, you know, most people, 
they always say like the first thing to do out of a recession, you know, the first, you know, marketing is, is the first thing people spend their money on because it's like, we got to go, we got to make shit happen. Yeah. So the second you asked me about this, uh, roadcaster pro beforehand is $700 tool. The second, the, the, uh, you know, the pandemic happened, I was like, I'm going to need this tool. Yeah. And I, I couldn't necessarily afford it, but we have the patreoncom slash the sap. <laughs> and, and I want to keep investing in things. Tasha puts good money down on a real high end computer. Cause she's trying to make shit happen. You mean like her sometimes whole- it's, like sometimes when you're trying to motivate yourself to go to the gym you need a new outfit yeah you need a new yeah. like workout set you need some new gym shoes that's gonna well, make here you she feel is super a fly. model with a 50 megabyte photo and you're running it through your iphone's like filter system it's like we need you know there's a professional yeah, so by getting yeah no one's gonna take me seriously if i don't take myself seriously enough to invest in the tools that i need to get the job so done she properly. bought she bought the um the apple pencil it came in today which you can use to draw like design work on yeah, yeah, yeah. so she's i mean this is pro stuff that we're just learning how to do and like God damn, when, when the fucking check comes in and when something finally takes off, I'm not going to have imposter syndrome. Not on this shit. Yeah. Not because, and and, uh, and I know we got to wrap up. I'm freezing, by the way. Yeah, I'm really, I've been shivering so for like 10 me minutes. Me too. And I have to pee, so it's like horrible. Dude, I, well, I, I want to wrap it up, but I, I just want to say this, that I did post like a few weeks ago, like I posted like a rallying cry on Facebook. I was like, look guys, if you're not writing your screenplay now, then, then, it's on you. Yeah. It's on you if you're not doing it now. It's, it's some, some, I don't know who it was. Some, it was a female friend or something was like, listen, a lot of people have anxieties and the times no, are crazy. True. And you don't want to shame anybody for not, like, we're not always there. Do you remember how emotional I was probably about week four of yeah, quarantine? Like Every day, Tasha. <laughs> you fucking it's, roller coaster. A, no, but it is a roller coaster. And like, there are challenges. It's a weird time. So like, we do need to take it easy on ourselves if we can't always have a growth m- growth mindset, if we can't always be super positive, if we can't always be like actively working totally. towards our dreams. But but also if you're if you're so not you personally, but if somebody is so stressed out by the way the world is, turn your fucking internet router off for a couple of days and get your fucking mind right first. You know what I mean? Like we're so like we're we're both there. We're you'll 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 you know we started the, this podcast talking about algorithms, but God knows you watch some fucking cop video. Next thing you know, I'm in bed three hours later. My mind's blown. You know Josh sued, right? Did you? Oh yeah. yeah that I fucking that. video. I go. This looks like Josh sued. Yeah. And then Tasha goes, "That's not Josh sued." And then I went on Josh's Facebook and it was him. He basically like, uh, you know, it was a video that everyone thought was fake because he's a, he actually designed our art or our old artwork, but, um, he's a, he's a, he's a comedian and, and he had a cop try to pepper spray him for no reason. Yeah. And the pepper sc- spray was jammed. So people thought the video was fake because Josh was sort of laughing, but also like as a comic, I feel like you're way more able to deal with weird situations like that, that a normal person would have been frightened. And Josh was like, you can't fucking take me out of my car. What'd you pull me over for yeah. And, and Josh was literally like, yeah, he was like you're going to pepper spray me for going 60 in a 55. <laughs> like what is wrong? With he goes, you? what's wrong with you that you're going to take me out? You're going to arrest me now. And the guy's like, we can arrest you for resisting arrest. And he goes, resisting what? Yeah. And then the other cop comes up and the other cop's like, you better listen to him. It's going to get worse. And he goes, what's going on? Yeah, and he I, was so, and he, and he was so just like I, logical about it yeah. that it was 
hilarious. I loved that when the pepper spray jammed, the guy was like, it's your lucky day. And then Josh goes, it's lucky for both of us, dude. Like, it's like, why are you doing this? I don't understand. It was amazing. And I go, that looks like my buddy. And then I couldn't believe it was actually him because it was just like, what, this world is mad. And it's like, we have to just, we got to take care of ourselves. I don't have a real moral to that story, but we got to get out of here, but we got to take care of ourselves. So like help others. But I, and I, I know, I know a lot of people get triggered by Jordan Peterson, but like his his big thing it's like clean your fucking room yeah that's like his number one thing if your room's not clean you don't get to t- you know solve other people's issues you got to take care of yourself before you can help others that's why when it comes down to it you know that when you're on the airline and the f- shit's going down they say put the fucking air on yourself first you can't well, be yeah all- and even if you want to look at it selfishly it's like nobody else is gonna help you yep. you've got to help yourself Joe, welcome. That's, we got to get out of here. Oh, no, I'm sorry. For oh, well, that was, what I was going to say is, like, I talk about this pretty often with, like, other comics about how crazy it is all of the shit that we need to know as stand-up comics now. Because, like, <laughs> back in, like, 20 years ago, it was, like, you knew had to know how to tell jokes and, like, maybe write a script. It's, like, we need to know how to tell jokes, write a script, edit video, edit, edit audio, do this podcast, take your own pictures and Social shit. Social media. I don't want to know, know what a bit rate is. Dude, I don't need to know. Like, I need to, like, I'm. We need yeah. to know so much shit <laughs> to do the thing that's, like, the least hard. <laughs> Just telling but, jokes. And, and, then, I, and then I do all that. I do all that. And then I go up and do my set Sunday night and I eat a soft <laughs> bag of dicks. And I go, what the fuck? <laughs> But it's all, you know, it's, it's like how much creative energy can you spend doing one thing versus the other? And we've obviously been putting a lot of our effort into getting the website launched and this and that. But I will say, everyone who's listening, go support Tasha. She's get, she's had her YouTube for a while, but, um, you know, YouTube rewards regular content. So we're going to be putting a lot of regular content up on Tasha's YouTube. And this video is called, uh, it's something called like Exploring Neowise. We went out, like I said, north and we taught ourselves how to use our our DSLR camera, and we got... I'll show you some photos. We got the fucking Milky Way system. Damn. Tasha's pointing out which planets are there. We got the Comet Neowise. If you didn't see it, you gotta wait 7,000 years. You slacked. <laughs> so we... I mean, we, we went... You slacked. We, we went into the fucking Bortle scale. Like, we know what the Bortle scale is. Like, right, we're in a nine. It goes from one to nine. Nine's the worst. You can't see a fucking... You can see a one fucking moon. That's it. Yeah. You don't see shit here. And then all of a sudden, you drive 90 minutes north to a Bortle scale of two. There's the Big Dipper. There's a Ryan's belt, the whole fight. We've seen shooting stars. It's a fucking blast. So, you know, we're trying to just, you know, just explore things and tell our story. So if anyone, if everyone who's listening, the thing you need to do to support us this week is go to Tasha's YouTube. You leave a comment and you watch the whole video. Those yes, are the two please most important things. Like, subscribe, comment, please, please, please. <laughs> I'm begging you. Like, subscribe, and comment on my video because I have not posted anything but shit on my YouTube, and I haven't posted anything on YouTube for five years. So please, please, please. But she, I, you just know, go. It, it took us twenty seconds to upload a you uh, a haul video of her trying to dress on it. Get its eleven hundred views. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing the the potential that that she has to grow her channel. And I told her, like, look, your channel is gonna pass mine in two seconds once yeah, absolutely. when people find it and it's all about it, it whatever so people can go support that and then if anyone really wants to get into the nitty-gritty of the podcast and uh, wants to support us we've got a pretty healthy uh, uh patreon happening it's patreon.com slash this app p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash t-h-e-s-a-p it's weekly content baby i got the lav mics i'm just hooking myself up and i'm talking mad 
shit. I've got so much shit that I can get off my chest over there that I can't necessarily say on this podcast. <laughs> so I'm doing it. And uh, so much appreciation to all of our members that are out there. These people are great. They're boosting their, 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 you know, some months they're dumping more money in than others. And it really, really adds up. We've used it to get all of our equipment. And um, it's humbling to know that they're out there and supporting us. How can they support you, Joe? What's going on? All right. Here's the long list of shit. All right. <laughs> you can follow me at Joe Welke on Instagram. I have a podcast that we talked about earlier. It's called the Dating is Hard podcast. You can go to that website. It's datingishardcomedy.com. It has all the links to everything. Uh, I also have another podcast that actually Josh Sue did the uh, artwork for. It's called Boys Watching Girls. It's me and my buddy Vance. We're watching every episode of uh, HBO's Girls. Oh, nice. And we're reviewing every episode. Oh, didn't you text me? Was that you or someone else? I used to do background on that show. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, was yeah, that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did text you because I saw you in an episode, uh, and I've I was like, "Is so that many... fucking Dave Neal?" I've, so, I've, to- I've stolen so much uh, uh, clothing from that show. <laughs> I have so many ties and suits and things. Yeah. yeah, it was the episode where Marnie does the awkward singing uh, version oh, of yeah. Kanye West or something, yeah. and I was like, "Is it fucking Dave there?" Yep. And, yeah, because I texted you right after. Stole I Stole that shirt. I, I have you, shoes too. Yeah. I gave you guys a shout out on that episode. Oh, so, thank you. Uh, yeah, Woo! check out Boys Watching Girls as well. And also, uh, you know, it takes a couple seconds to give that five-star rating or whatever. Like, you don't even need to review. Just hit the five-star on Apple Podcasts. It's awesome. Uh, no, but write a review. Go write a review for Joe. Extra couple t- I tell people this. You post an emoji. Post yeah. a fucking vegan recipe. It doesn't matter, guys. <laughs> you're doing it because it's you're helping the system boost you above the whatever Joe Schmo. Yeah. So the Dating is Hard podcast and Boys Watching Girls. That's the main shit to check out right now since stand-up is not a thing. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Well, we got to find a way to like rant or like we got to find a way to just get our voices out there, even if there's no audience. Like, you know, we'll uh, we'll have to brainstorm off air. Uh, we gave Josh Sude more fucking references than we yeah, did. Fuck you, Josh. But Josh, no, seriously. Dude, but he's a great that, artist. Like, that's oh, one good. thing that people love a lot about Boys Watching Girls is like our artwork. Cause it's, oh, is he a, oh, so he, he wasn't, he, he did your artwork, but was he a guest on the podcast? Oh, no, we don't really have any guests on that podcast. Um, maybe I'll have him. I, I gotta have you guys on Dating is Hard. <laughs> it's, it's, Let's do it. Uh, can we be on Dating is Hard? Yeah. I mean, I have. I had like a married person on. Uh, a married I mean, he's person. banned from Tinder, so we're exploring options here. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, uh, this this uh, this pandemic has been great for us as far as not planning a wedding goes. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? We're gonna piss our money away. I had away? the excuse of my sister's upcoming wedding as like a reason to not yeah. start, and now I have a excuse of a pandemic. Well, so. There it is, just a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> no problem there. All right, everyone, go support Joe. He's been a guest of ours that we always enjoy talking to. So go support him. Give him some love. Share it with your friends. That's the episode. Bye, everybody. Oh, look at that transition. That was fucking good. That was a good tra- I wasn't even ready for it. I had to slide it up. I oh, love, boy. I love that we've gone back. S-A-P, baby. <laughs> <laughs>